When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. All right, so here we go, Greg. Sorry if my lighting is a little off. I couldn't care less. It's almost 10 of 1 in the morning, but we are here, and we are talking about the Patriots draft. And you know what? Mac Jones at 15. Greg, your initial thoughts? Uh, I would be thrilled if I was a Patriots fan in terms of, you know, overall what went down, that they didn't have to trade up or anything like that. Um, I think that's number one, that they got, and I don't want to talk about value because everybody talks about value with the Patriots. Like, you know, they, they, they stayed put. And the most important thing is they, they didn't have to overpay for anything. And the second most important thing is, in my opinion, they got the most pro ready quarterback in the draft and they got the quarterback that best translates to what they do as far as an offense. And look, we heard Bill tonight, we just got off the press conference with him, say that Cam's our quarterback. And he went on to say, whatever time Jarrett or Mac are ready to challenge and compete, then we'll see how that goes. I don't think anybody should think anything that Belichick was going to say anything else. Um, the guy doesn't even have the Patriots playbook. Bill's not going to give him anything or give him <laughs> any sort of uh leverage or anything where you know you hear other i've got news he's the guy (laughs) (laughs) i mean you hear other teams and i've ridiculed them in the past that draft the guy and they're like he's a day one starter what what are you talking about he hasn't even practiced yet so that's not a surprise but i think the big thing for me and i think for the patriots is this mac jones eventually, and I'm not saying from the get-go or his rookie year or what have you, I do expect him to compete for the job fairly early, probably for the season opener. Might take him a little bit longer. But at some point in time, whenever Mac Jones is ready, he is going to be able to operate the full facilities of the Patriots offense, which Cam Newton was never able to do last year. I don't care what was around him. Mac Jones is one of the most advanced. I didn't get a chance to ask Bill this question in the press conference. Um, I wanted to, but Mac Jones is probably the most advanced college quarterback in terms of pre-snap checks, reads, all this stuff, all the mental stuff that goes on at the line of scrimmage. I have not seen or heard of a quarterback as advanced at Mac Jones in terms of what his level of experience is. And I think 
that is exciting to me. It's probably exciting to Josh McDaniels. It's probably exciting to the Patriots that eventually, at some point in time, Mac Jones is going to be able to do a lot of the stuff at the line that Tom Brady could do. I'm not saying everything. I'm not saying that he is Tom Brady. But just to be able to say, all right, we see this defense. We're going to check out of this. This guy is advanced beyond almost all college quarterbacks. You talk you talk to people around the Alabama uh, program, and they talk about how smart he is. They talk about how he's been teaching the Alabama offense to Bill O'Brien down there. So right. just in terms of all that, that's a great basis, and it's something that the Patriots lacked, whether it was Cam Newton or Jared Stidham, Stidham coming from the Baylor offense and the Auburn offense. Mac Jones can do everything that the Patriots need to have done at the line of scrimmage, and that is a huge key component in this offense, and they got a guy who can do that. I was happy, and mm-hmm. I was happy for a couple of reasons. As you said, number one, they didn't have to give up assets to move and draft the guy. Number two, they obviously had quarterback as the biggest priority, and they actually drafted a quarterback in the first round. They invested in that guy. And I just look at Mac Jones, and we've talked about this, Greg. I think he's a great fit. Now, is he going mm-hmm. to be incredible? I don't know, but he's a great fit. He checks a lot of the boxes that Belichick looks to check when he talks about quarterbacks. About this draft tonight, when you look at Justin Fields, he obviously falls all the way down to 11. There's a trade-up by Chicago. Uh, Chicago drafts him in that spot. Were you surprised at all that Fields got down to 11 and were you surprised at all that Belichick didn't make a phone call and, and didn't try to jump up? Okay, well, let's start with the the early surprise pick, which was Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Over Mac Jones. Um, right. You know, it wasn't totally out of left field. I thought they were going to go Mac Jones, but I could see why they went Trey Lance. I don't know why, in hindsight, they needed to give up all that they did for Trey Lance, for a guy who's at least going to sit probably for a year, if not two. That's an awful lot to go up there, but you know, look, it's Kyle Han- Kyle Shanahan's show. He's going to do what he's going to do. So, you know, I did talk to people around the Patriots at that time, and they were they could be lying to me, but they were not surprised that Trey Lance went to the Niners at number three. So maybe they had an idea, maybe they had played this out. But as far as Justin Fields, his drop, um. It's a li- it's a little bit surprising. I mean, look, we had talked about it before. I thought that the Panthers were going to take him if he was there. Now, right. then again, maybe maybe the Panthers didn't think J.C. Horn, who went to them, or even Pat Sertan at the nine spot to uh, Denver in a – I think – no, that was not a trade-up. Um, maybe they didn't think the cornerbacks were going to be there and that if Fields was on – the clock they would take him but as far as the Patriots not trading up to get fields uh, look I think that the Bears gave up a lot the Patriots to make that little leap they could have done it does it do I think it gives us any indication how they felt about fields not necessarily I think I think at the least this tells us that they had fields and and Jones sort of in the same area but I think you and I talked about it before the draft in terms of the quarterbacks. I told you from my reporting that I thought that the Patriots had three players 
three quarterbacks that they would that they thought was worthy of the 15th pick or higher. Right. And I thought it was Lawrence. I thought it was Zach Wilson. And I, I didn't know for sure. But to me, I thought that Mac Jones was the third. And I, and I agreed with that evaluation. That was my evaluation. I had Mac Jones third. I had Fields fourth. And I had Lance fifth. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised the way things went down. I, I would say that my first indication or first blush at that to see it is that I don't think the Patriots were crazy about Justin Fields. I think that they wanted Mac Jones all along. I think at some point in the process, they realized they had a shot at him, that the 49ers were not going to go all that way and pay all that for a pocket quarterback. They wanted to try for some ceiling and they gambled. And I, th- I think they won big time. It was such a different experience, and I'm sure that some of the people in the chat and I see you talking about, you know, Cam being awful last year. You don't pick a guy in the first round to sit. I'm sure we'll get into that in a few minutes. Matthew Jensen already looking forward to tomorrow about maybe moving up into the 30s. But but when you you know when you look at this, I'm sure the fans were watching. And how many times, Greg, you and I joked about this. You sat down and you said, okay, this is what Patriots fans want. But it never happens. And as Mm -hmm. you're watching this board, I said to myself, you know, once you got to Dallas, I said the Patriots are going to have a shot at one of the two quarterbacks left. They're going to have it because how the board was falling, it just didn't make any sense unless Chicago and Washington jumped up. I didn't think both teams were going to jump up. One did Chicago for fields. But of course, you know, obviously Washington did not. So for the first time, and I don't know how long, Patriots fans were sitting there thinking quarterback, 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 and they're watching Mac Jones and Mel Kuyper has Mac Jones as, as his best available player. And, and I, I have to imagine that so many Patriots fans were sitting there going, here comes the trade down. And we talked about it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll get to 15, you'll have the quarterback on the board and Bill will trade down for an offensive tackle. And for the first time, Patriots fans were sitting there waiting for something to happen. I think many of them hoping for something to happen in Belichick actually did it he stayed there he didn't move down the quarterback was there the name was there and he actually drafted the guy and by the way didn't take much time did it I mean they got that pick in pretty quickly yeah they did but Nick be honest with me when uh I think it was when the Vikings were on the clock and they traded the pick when they traded the 14th pick when you heard that there was a trade before it was the Jets where you're like, oh, son of a – Washington's going to jump up in front of the Patriots yeah, and take yeah. the quarterback. I did. I, when I, I when I saw the trade, I said, oh, you know, this is – I could just hear people on, on Boston radio tomorrow going crazy about how a team leapfrogged Belichick and Belichick wasn't aggressive enough and he missed out on his guy, the perfect fit for the Patriots offense. Washington was able to do, you know, what, what Belichick should have done. And so, yeah, when I saw it, I also want to say this before we continue to have the conversation. Did you notice what happened with the SPN? Mm, not really. I in 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 a quick aside, we were dealing with some technical issues over at BSJ, and which I oh. apologize for. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was. Let's just say I was frantic around that. Whole All right. Time. So when you go back, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people saw this. When you go back, somebody in the ESPN graphics department screwed up big time. Because really? they forgot to put the Patriots on the clock. 
they had the Jets on the clock. And you know when they said the pick is in? Yep. Before the pick was even announced. I mean, before they even got to it. At the bottom of the screen, it said, Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama to the Jets. And you're going, oh, that's a mess up. He's, they know he's going to New England, and somebody you know, had too oh. quick of the, of, the, of the trigger, and it was, it was a huge gaffe uh, by the ESPN people. But, but let's talk about Mac Jones now. Hang on uh, one, in one second. Just one sure. offshoot in terms of the timing of all this. Didn't, didn't you think it was interesting that the Jets jumped in front of the Patriots to draft Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman from USC, who I think the Patriots liked. To me, that read that the Jets thought that the Patriots were going to take him at 15. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do think he was in the realm of possibility. Somebody that they he somebody that they would have taken at 15. I just find it interesting that the Jets paid what they did to leapfrog basically just the Patriots. Yeah. And, and 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 make that pick. I just I just thought that was interesting and worth noting. I agree, and that that was my second thought was you know waiting to see if Washington was the move to fourteen, and then when the Jets jumped up, that's precisely what I thought, Greg. I said, oh, they're leapfrogging the Patriots because the Patriots, you know, need a tackle. We've talked about that. Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown, you know, if those guys are healthy and they're motivated, they're fine at tackle, but we've had those conversations and I said, maybe the jets know. And so I started mm-hmm. to wonder, I started to wonder if Mac Jones was going to be the pick, but then ESPN jumped to the video of Mac on the phone and then they had their graphics screw up. And I said, okay, he's going to go to the Patriots. So let's, let's look at Mac now strengths, weaknesses. You said you had him as your third quarterback on the board. What is, what is so good about Mac Jones that would make Belichick stick and pick at 15? I think number one, Nick, it's sort of what we talked about his mind and in terms of his processing, um, his ability to decipher defenses. Supposedly he has a photographic memory, um, which is like the former quarterback around here. Uh, I think the thing that stood out to me when I watched the film and, and look, to be honest, I went into it and I remember thinking this, and I might have even tweeted it, and I'm sure somebody's trying to dig into my tweets and be like, blah, Bedard, look what you wrote. <laughs> like, you know, I don't watch I don't watch any college football during the year. But, you know, your first thought about Mac Jones is, well, yeah, he was surrounded by an all-world team. I mean, what do you expect? And when I when I sat down to watch the film, I I didn't want to buy into the hype. I wanted to be like, bah, he's he's just like uh uh those former Alabama quarterbacks, like the the guy with the Who's the backup with the you got AJ uh, the model wife AJ McCarron and Greg McElroy and all these guys who are basically custodians? But when I sat down and I watched the film, and I think I watched every throw that he had last year, I was really blown away. And and a couple of things stood out. Number one, his footwork is unbelievable. He has this natural rhythm getting back to pass, and also you know moving in the pocket. I, I saw a lot of passes where he was under uh, a pretty good pass rush and delivered strike after strike. Now, look, is he perfect? No. Does he look terrible sometimes when people are chasing him down because his feet are in cement? Yeah. But there are other, there's been a lot of quarterbacks in this league, a lot of damn good ones who, who look that way. And I'm not 
when, when you're talking about the Patriots, we're not talking about Shanahan scheme or these other schemes where everyone's like, well, you know, you want the whole package. You want the movement and you want this and you want that. It's great. It can fit in the Patriots scheme. But really, at the end of the day, this league, I don't care what you do as far as running and mobility and things like that. At the end of the day, you're going to have to do what Tom Brady did in Kansas City to win that AFC championship game, which is convert like five or six third and longs. And you're not going to do that rolling out or anything like that. You're going to do that and shotgun, two-step drop, boom, get it out, hit skinny posts against two-man coverage all over the place. And Mac Jones can do that. He he has been tested time and time again. I just think his, his accuracy under pressure, clean pocket, Yes, he had a bunch of good receivers around him, Alabama. But the thing is, when you watch the film, they they all make it look effortless. And you watch other plays, people like Justin Fields, you know, players before that were had a lot of talent around them. Yep. They, you know, those receivers have to work a little bit. But Mac, it just seemed like everything was in stride, everything was in time. I just think I, I think he's the perfect quarterback for this system. And now it's just a matter of time, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and let's be honest here. Every single quarterback in this draft has a flaw, if not multiple flaws. And and yep. when you look at, I mean, you can make the arguments when Trevor Lawrence was playing his best football, Clemson was pretty loaded, okay? It, it's it's not like he was yep. playing with a bunch of scrubbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at these quarterbacks, right? I mean, Ohio State had some pretty damn good weapons. Chris Olave is a really good wide receiver. Yep. And so, you know, we can go through all of it. We, we can talk about Justin Fields and, and the progressions and all that stuff and some of the questions about him. You're going to have certain questions, but you've got to look at the strengths as well. And listen, I, I said this before the Patriots picked him. I've been saying it for the last couple of months. I do watch a fair amount of college football during the season, and mm-hmm. I liked Mac Jones. I was saying I liked Mac Jones before he started to become flavor of the month the last month or so. I think that he's a good quarterback. I think he's extremely smart. He's extremely accurate. He takes care of the football. Like you said, Greg, he manipulates the pocket with his feet. He can go north, south, east, west. He's not a supreme athlete. You know he's not a supreme athlete. Okay, well, well, that's fine. You got to take the flaws with what he does well. And the idea of not having to, to move up to get him I agree with you. All the talk about Justin Fields seems like it was a smokescreen. I think Belichick knew he didn't want Fields. And, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. Whether you love Mac Jones, like him, don't like him, Belichick read the board. He knew he needed a quarterback. He obviously liked Jones because he's not drafting a quarterback in the middle of the first round unless he's a legit quarterback. This, You know, Belichick's not going to reach for a quarterback at 15, he's just not going to, he would have traded down and he would have said, okay, well, we like Mac Jones in the twenties. We like Mac Jones at 25. No, he stood there and waited at 15 and said, no, we think he's good enough to use this pick on him right now. And you've got to give Belichick credit because a lot of people, I saw it, you know, a lot of the pundits, a lot of the experts screaming and squawking that Belichick should move up. You got to move up and get your guy ESPN. As soon as it got to Dallas at 10 was like, Oh, you got to start moving up. You got to, right. you, you know, Foxborough is going to be calling. Nope. He read the board, right? Mac Jones was his guy. He knows that he needs a quarterback. 
He felt like he was good enough to be drafted at that slot, and he didn't move anything. He didn't have to give up any assets. So whether you like him, love him, hate him, Belichick read the board correctly tonight and did not give up anything to get his guy. I agree with that. A, cu a couple other things on Jones. It's just interesting that really the only quarterback that Bill Belichick saw in person was Mac Jones. Good point. Um, so I think that's interesting. And I don't know, that could be just a coincidence. Uh, I think they were leaning on Josh McDaniels a lot in this process, along with, you know, Ziegler and, and, and Elliot Wolf and a, and a couple other guys, um, you know, but here's, here's the, let's just give the other side of the coin on this, because I, I do agree. He read the board perfectly. I think the question, and I think it's still worthy of asking, even if, the 49ers did what they did at number three and, and getting Trey Lance, the flip side of the coin will be, and I, and we'll sort of measure this. However we measure this, would the Patriots have been better off paying the Piper to get Garoppolo before the draft, mm. say for a future second round pick or something like that, making the money work and spending 15 on, Zaven Collins or Derisaw or, you know, what have you, whoever else went on. Uh, I'm just looking at the, at the board right now. Um, you know, Jalen Phillips, Jameen Davis, I think Kadarius Tony um, and, and going that route. But, you know, I, I think for now, I think, I think the Patriots are happy with the way it went. They read the board, right. And I think this is the right, I think he's look. And I said this about the 49ers possibly getting him. I think that Mac Jones is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, or I think he will be in short order. Um, Jimmy's a little bit better physically, but in terms of his mind and 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 uh, staying on the field availability, I think that Mac Jones is is better than Garoppolo at this point. Plus, he's younger. Yeah, and I see people saying, you know, oh, who else was going to draft Mac Jones? And but we don't know that. We have no idea. We have no idea. Yeah. Here's the point. Mac Jones, and, and Greg has been saying this, he had Mac Jones as a fit for the Pats. He thought, and, and you said this, Greg, that you know you didn't think they were going to be super aggressive and move up for guys, mm -hmm. but you thought that sitting at 15, if one of the couple of guys that they liked, and you mentioned Mac Jones because you said, I think Lawrence and Wilson are the other two guys that they would like to have in this draft. You, know, you said there were three quarterbacks in the top 15 picks that you could see the Patriots kind of justify that the they first, would have those kind of grades on. Yeah. Right. The first half of the first round, they would have three guys at that position that they would have that kind of grade on. It was Lawrence and Wilson and it was Mac Jones. And obviously you can't get Lawrence. You can't get Wilson. So I don't know. Maybe if the Patriots traded down, somebody would have traded up and, and picked Mac Jones. Maybe if, you know, they, they didn't sit and pick and they move down, maybe Washington picks him at 19. I have no freaking clue. The point right. is, they had him obviously earmarked as a guy. It was their number one priority going into this draft, and they got their guy. Is it going to work out? I don't know. I like him. I don't know if I love him, but I, I really like him. So we'll see how it goes. Let's talk about Jimmy G, because I feel like you and I have spent so much time talking about Jimmy <laughs> G on this podcast, and... uh we have like a sad tuber or something. Yes. Yeah, so you, you had said one time you used the analogy that it was like, you know, Belichick was, was looking from inside the house 
and Jimmy Garoppolo was in the backseat of the car and they were kind of waving at each other and, and just kind of trying to reach out and Belichick would have his hand on the window and, and Garoppolo had his hand on the back window. Well, finally, Greg, tonight, it looks like that car in the front of the house drove away. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't think that the dream is completely over. It is for this year. Uh, who knows what happens a year from now, <laughs> you know, when Jimmy's set free from San Francisco and, you know, maybe Mac Jones's feet are in cement and, you know, maybe Bill still brings him in anyways, because he's his guy and all that. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, you know, it looks like Jimmy's going to be the starter until he gets his ass sat when Trey Lance is ready, whenever that is. And in that scheme, I think it can be pretty early. Look at RG3. He went from Baylor, which was one of the simplest uh, offenses, to running that and being offensive rookie of the year. Trey Lance can't do that after trading up two first-round picks. You know, I would be surprised if Trey Lance does not play this season for the 49ers, and then we'll see. But they got the Patriots got their Jimmy G. And so now we can look forward to uh, the future. And also, uh, you know, before we leave, we should probably talk about real quick about tomorrow. Yes, and- well, that, that was what I was going to get into. Yep. Um, a, a lot of people are looking at the board now. They're looking at players. I was surprised that JOK is still on the board. I love him from Notre Dame. I'm surprised that he's still yep. there. Uh, Barmore is still there. Interesting. Yep. Uh, an Alabama guy, defensive lineman, can pressure up the middle uh, from the D-line. So let's just look at it. Elijah Moore. I know some people are bringing up Elijah Moore in the chat. He's yep. still there. They're going to be receivers. Receivers are deep. So when you look at the board, Greg, the Pats are sitting there at 46. How do you feel about going into tomorrow night? Yeah, so they have 46. I mean, I would not be surprised if they try to trade back and uh, maybe bottom of the second pick up a third because they do have that 50-pick gap um, from the second to where they pick in the third round in the compensatory area. Right. But, um, you know, just in general about tomorrow, I think that I think that we're receiver uh, is pretty deep. Tomorrow, I mean, there's a you know whether it's Terrence Marshall from LSU or Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, um, Duwami Brown from North Carolina, Eskridge. Uh, I also think, and this could be if the Patriots don't trade back, um, offensive tackle is kind of a sweet spot coming up um, where you know they could get some guys later, but you know you have like Mayfield and Carmen, um, Radins. Brown yep. Eichenberger, Eichenberger, who's a really good player. Tevin Another Jenkins, name guy. Yep, yep. And also, I think that cornerback it has some quality players on the board. So I think, I think the Patriots have a chance. And I think we talked about this this morning. But I, you know, a conversation I had with somebody recently was, you know, around the Patriots was just like, you know, you want to come out with a couple of good players that can help us this year. Well, they got a quarterback first that will probably compete at some point in time, sooner rather than later. Now, go find a guy. Now, do you need a guy at tackle this year? Not necessarily, but it would be helpful. Cornerback, could you use a guy this year? Yeah, I think so. There's a couple linebackers out there also um, that that are capable of playing early. So I think the Patriots' safeties as well, I think the Patriots have a chance if they stay at 46 tomorrow to get another one of those guys that can really help them this year, and I think that's the goal. 